ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned in to Good Vibes with Jason B. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Good Vibes with Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast. Today is Deficit to Asset 3. Um, how we see ourselves and beyond. It's definitely going to be an interesting episode that I've been in the works, given some deep thought to, and so on and so forth. So we're going to work on certain um, things that are, are going to become equities in your in your plan, in your vision, in your actions. What you got to do. Um, it's very important. Uh, I feel you know I, the last two deficits to asset. Um, episodes were focused on the emotional side. Um, this is not so much a continuation, but the process that goes along with the emotions and um, making the real things that matter, like just kind of pop. So um, just stay tuned for a, a great edition. I'm going to try to separate the segments so that if you want to take a break, that's something I'm new doing in podcasting is um, try to keep concise, more messages, give breaks. So if people want to come back and listen, um, definitely been learning from a lot of you podcasters out there. So uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all your great work and your development. Um, my huge sense of gratitude. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Okay. What's up, Jason B? Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Jason B. It's me, your girl, the Guru Warrior. How are you doing? It's a balmy, rainy, shitty day right here in the greater New York City area. Luckily, my friend is not in this area. It's also very cold. I don't like the cold. I don't like change. <laughs> Family guy humor there. How you doing, Jason? Happy belated birthday, man. Woof, woof. Man, you have no idea what you're in for at that age. It's a good age. Trust me, I had a blast. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how old I am. However, my birthday's coming up in December. So don't forget about me, bruh. It's good to hear from you. Peace. I'm out. Okay, okay. so we're back, and uh, those are just a few voicemails uh, that I received uh, not too long ago. That If you do call in to my station, I will post your, your messages if you like. If you don't like, just mark it private if you're on Anchor.fm. I am working on another outlet for people to be able to call in through email. I am designing a website, or that is the notion, that's the plan, that's the idea. Um, I haven't really put any time, hardly at all, to be honest with you, to really design the website that I really desire. So um, it's on my list of things. But just remember that this podcast is a hobby, and it is uh, absolutely free. I don't get paid for this. I, I do may have a sponsor, but it's like I might get like a dollar once every other month or something. But, you know, so it, this really is for free, and this really is an opportunity um, for anyone to learn through experiences of what I've been through or what I know. You know, I've had some people give me some feedback in what, how I can improve my own podcasting station. So always remember, if you're getting into podcasting, you know, don't forget to seek out your feedback. Don't look for trolls because there's, there's an abundance of them. But, um, yeah, and also I've created my own Instagram for this specific page. 
So if you look for on Instagram, you can find me on Good Vibes with Jason V. Um, that is the Instagram handle, I believe. So I've just created it. Um, there are a few that I've invited. I'm keeping it open and not locked. I mean, I understand, like, one of the hard things about when you have an open Instagram where anyone can see your, your things. Um, I get the craziest people wanting to follow or following me. I get people from India and Ukraine and Russia, which actually makes me a little nervous because, let's be honest, those countries are totally tech-savvy, and they, I, I've had to deal with hacking, so you kind of got to be careful, but if those people really are safe who they are following, you know, then obviously I'm reaching people from around the world, so that's pretty awesome, you know, if you ask me. So now let's get on to the main subject of, of this segment. So we'll talk about the influences to your times. I feel like you're going through a really, really tough time. Um, I definitely was going through a hard financial time uh, today. And there were some things that really came up that kind of like, I don't want to say they sunk my ship, but they definitely put a big hole in it. But um, before I've lost my, I've lost my cool during situations like that. But today, I was like, you know what, either I can react to it the normal way that I do, or I can choose a different way. And this is really a, a pivotal lesson that you could learn from in The Laws of Attraction, especially in this book that I've been following. It's called Money and the Laws of Attraction with Jerry and Esther Hicks. The What is it, The Lessons of Abraham or something like that? Anyway, totally cool people. And I like what they say, you know, if you want to turn a bad time into a good time, you know, it's a whole process, like from not just your thinking, but your feelings got to be connected with your thinking, and you've got to set your, your tone and your motion and your action into the right spaces. So, you know, when you're going through these hard times, you're feeling it deeply, you're in it deeply, but to get out of it, you've you got to kind of like, you know, prime yourself to feeling better. And that's the only way that it's ever going to get better. Just remember, every bad time, every bad movement, every bad moment, um, it's temporary, you know. And it's only temporary because life always changes. So if you've ever been happy, you know for every happy moment, you're going to have a bad moment. Or you're going to have a sad moment. You're going to have a numb moment. You know, you just, you just never know what it, when it comes to You really have to embrace, like, the good times when they do come you know, for when they really do stick and really remember them and embrace that feeling because one thing I've learned through the whole process of really improving my own situation is truly embracing the good feeling moments and remembering so that so strongly that the bad moments really are not going to deter me one little bit in what I'm trying to achieve. And a lot of people are like, what, how the fuck do you do that? Or what are you talking about? Yes, I'm talking about it's I'll give you a perfect example. You can remember every single bad moment in your life, you know, or a severe bad moment. You can recall it like it was yesterday. So if you have that recall for the bad, you're gonna have to work strongly in your spirit, your person, to remember the excellent moments, the the beautiful moments. Like for me, the birth of my children. All three of you girls, Alina, Annabella, Valentina, every single one of you, I have appreciated immensely your your 
your introduction to me, your your moment you met my eyes and you felt my skin. This is a specific message to my girls, but this is a moment that I truly appreciate. Um, one of the other moments, um, when I graduated high school, even though it may seem like it was like, God, I'm 47 now, and I graduated when I was 18, so like 28 years ago or something like that, you know, uh, is a pretty big deal, if you ask me, you know, so, you know, it's, it's, it's like an incredible thing that, you know, it seems like most people just don't give a shit, but for me, I graduated out of my brother and sisters, you know, my brother and sister, I was the only one to graduate high school, and I feel that's an incredible accomplishment because I remember people telling me, oh, man, you're not that smart, you're not going to be able to graduate, but I, and especially, you know, after going through uh, a tough moment of, you know, I had to go to summer school to got junior high, you know, and because I failed, I didn't graduate junior high, you know, and I was determined to graduate high school, so, you know, and then years later, I ended up going to college, you know, I didn't go to a big, big school, I went to a small school, and um, I got my degree, you know, I should say degrees, um, you know, and I'm very, I'm very proud of those moments, so those are excellent moments to recall, you know, being able to achieve that, those long-term things, because let's face it, education is only valuable if you can use it and appreciate where it came from. You know, nowadays people just pet, pedal education like it's, like, ah, oh, yeah, it's whatever, you know, but then they don't realize how much it costs you and your time and your money, you know, and your opportunity. So if you're not making your education work for you, and you're just working for it, then you're in a bad place, and you're going to feel the repercussions. So, you know, that's another one. Another beautiful moment for me is, um, I would have to say, um, when I met my girlfriend, you know, my girlfriend now, Adriana, you know, um, let me just say this, first and foremost, I have gone to hell and back with this woman. But at the same time, this woman um, has helped me see the lacks in my life and, and strengthen times in my life and has given me a, a beautiful daughter. You know, my daughter Valentina is, is amazing, you know, and each of my children are different, but, you know, and not one's more special than the other, but just remember, you know, I'm grateful for the, that experience. So when I have my hard days, like today was an extremely hard day, you know, and, and at work, um, I didn't take it personal. You know, I mean, it felt personal at first, but at the end of the day, I just took it as, like, this is business. And if you want to keep suffering the conditions, then, Jason, we need to do some alterations and make things to where you work and you're not, you know, going down to your last dollar or, um, you know, or not being able to eat, you know. You really got to work on abundance. And so that's what I tell myself. I talk myself up because I was just noticing today like, I came home, and I went to visit my mom, and my mom's watching that show, Quarters, and I just glanced at it, and I was watching it myself, and I just noticed the pain and the anguish and the sorrow that that show was projecting, and I was like, oh, fuck this, I gotta get out of here, but then I took a moment, and I realized my mom was the same way, programmed to the same frequency, 
you know, and I remember I asked my wife, I said, Mom, why do you watch this kind of stuff? Why do you watch this show? She said, well, it's a reminder of how I can be, and I look around her house, and she's not, I guess she would be a white mother, but, you know, my mom believes in use and function, but still, it's like coming from a poor mindset, you know, when you don't have shit, you savor, you don't throw away things very easily, you know, and, you know, that, that's just, it's a tough thing, so just remember that when it comes to your vibrational course of life and you're having those bad days, think about where the programming in those bad days come from. What is the training that comes from those bad days? What are the influences from those bad days? You know, are they repeating for a purpose? Are you recognizing the sign? Are you giving yourself some credit and some leeway? Feel like you know, life may be just so heavy on you, and you don't know what the fuck to do. You know, you really don't know where you can go. You go to your friends who have no idea what it feels like to be you, who do not know your problems. They have their own set of problems. And you're thinking, well, if I rely on these people, maybe they'll give me some relief. And you explain your story. And the real truth of the matter is, yes, it's good to vent, but at the same time, by venting, you're expressing your infection, you're sick, you know, and that's why they say, don't complain about problems, you know, they say about, like, you know, don't carry your garbage to the dinner table, and there's a big reason why for that, because when you're in that vibrational pattern, it repeats, and it just festers, and it grows, and the best way I can describe it, it grows like cancer, or like a fit, you know, it, it has roots, and it goes other places, so, if you're not mindful of the resources, the things that are giving you the mental vibrational training, the bounce back of feeling bad, watching people go through despair. I remember my mom, she was watching for a while, uh, what was it, uh, the obese show. I think it's on TLC or something like that. She's watching, like, these people go through these monstrous surgeries of having to lose, like, four or 500 pounds. And seeing these people going to despair, and there's nowhere else in the world that I feel this problem happens more than the United States. So that's definitely a symptom of what's going on, you know, in our country, is to be mentally aware of the influences and things that we involve ourselves with. Then I was hearing podcasters talk about, you know, about how much, like I was listening to one particular podcaster, and he was talking about how he doesn't want to hear or see any movie dictating what slavery was like or how black people were like are treated. And he was giving his example about being profiled every time he goes into a Dollar General store or Walmart, for that matter. I mean, how shitty is that to feel? So, again, you've got to get out of the programming. And I left my house and I left my mom and I just was like, you know what, I'm going to go and I'm going to go somewhere where I'm really going to put my positive energy not into my problems, but into my progress. And what my progress is, is I'm working on my family. Um, you know, I want to marry my girlfriend. I want to have my kids under one roof, you know, and not separate households. Before that happens, I've really got to hammer down and work on my opportunities, work on my equities, just like I preach in deficit to asset. You've got to work on your personal equity. If you don't, you're just spinning wheels in mud. You know, you're just getting dirty all over and you're not getting anywhere. So remember, you know, I'm telling you this 
giving you examples like if you're watching television to entertain your mind or occupy your mind, you're in the wrong fucking space. Um, I kind of remember the days of old, like people used to go to theaters and go to outdoor plays or performances or even just even the luxury of just going to a singular movie, but then they would go and spend time resting, you know? I remember the time where uh, late-night television, like, ended, like, at 11 o'clock. You know, I can remember a time when I was a kid, like, the programming stopped, like, at midnight. Like, the screen went to, like, this blank whatever. And I was, like, in the late 70s, early 80s. And then, you know, obviously things change, infomercials come up and whatever. But still, it's like, um, what do I always say? Oh, the idle hands tend to destroy things. Some people may say um, idle hands are the devil's playground. So if you're not giving yourself enough rest, enough mental clarity and freedom, man, all that programming that you receive and influence of the day, it eats away at you. So definitely that's my little segment on, you know, watch the influences and the programming that's all around you. You know, and um, you know, and just to tell you about my bad day, it's like I didn't receive some funds, um, in a certain way and it really kind of threw me off in my work because I was literally dependent on to use those funds for certain things that I gave my name, my work to, so on and so forth. But that's okay. You know what? It happened. It's okay, you know. And with that being said, it's like I'm looking at the next best thing. It's like, okay, how can I program myself to be in a better position so that I am not in this position. And it's like working on your equities, you know, working on your personal time. You know what I mean? Like knowing that you are doing something for a greater good. That's what's important. Well, that's all the time I have for this segment. I will be back and talk to you all later. Thank you, Lupus Warrior Guru, the guru. If you haven't checked out her podcast station, on the Guru Lupus Warrior here on Anchor.fm or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other places you can find podcasts. Lupus Warrior, someone definitely listen to. She has a New York vibe, New York spirit. You know, she's she's from the East Coast. She promotes uh, hip hop, rap, good music. She's always got messages to say. So check out. Thank you, Guru. Um, I really do appreciate your voicemail. Our voice message today. So let's get into the meat of what we're talking about, how we see ourselves and beyond. Um, so the first thing is, is like, you know, when you're trying to get out of debt or you're just trying to get out of a bad situation, what is it besides the emotional part that's got you there? You know, uh, so we're going to approach it by, you know, topic by topic as best we can. So the first one I would have to say is your comfort zone. And here's the thing I got to say about comfort zone. Comfort zone is rest, but not growth. You know, um, when you're in a comfort zone, that means you're not willing to take risks. You work on assurances. You don't like being disturbed, getting overexcited or being stressed. Some That's just a part of the game. And there's an old saying that I really don't like this analogy, but it fits perfectly with the message that I'm trying to put out. And it's like burn the boats, so to speak. Um, this is by captains of old and sailing ships when they're trying to explore new frontiers and colonize new lands, um, when their, uh, their crew 
wasn't having the confidence and the strength of what they were doing, um, a lot of times the captains would scuttle their ships so they couldn't retreat. So um, if you find yourself in a comfort zone, it's okay for a little while, but you got to get out of it. And it's very, very important, um, you know, because you have to understand that in order to grow, you got to go explore outside your norms. And not a lot of people want to do that, especially this day and age. They want to know assurances. Hey, am I going to work for somebody? Am I going to make money? Are you wasting my time? I mean, these are countless questions that come on and on and on. But, you know, you really got to take a look at that. And, um, you know, if you're not willing to take the risk, don't expect brand new results. So part of your results is the willingness to be available, willingness to be able to say, I'm going to try new things, just like going to a restaurant. I don't know. I used to be a waiter for a long time. And one of the number one things I always used to love to expose people to new foods that they probably would not have tried. And being as that I'm Mexican Irish, one of the things is I remember working in an Italian restaurant. I worked in Romano's Macaroni Grill for about, oh, I have to say about almost 14 years, 15 years. Long time, you know, and I felt I was stuck. But, you know, when I came across the opportunities that I'm working in now, and where the profession I'm working in now definitely appreciated where I came from and the lessons I learned. So, um, with that being said, because I worked for them so long, I was in my comfort zone, but I was always stressed to try to earn, 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 hustle, 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 and getting people to buy to be able to tip more and all that. It took a lot of creativity. And some people don't want to explore out of their norms. Like being Mexican, I'm going to tell you right now. This is what traditional Mexicans like, you know, when they go to an, uh, an Italian restaurant, from my experience, they know spaghetti, fettuccine Alfredo, and lasagna. Anything outside of that is like, uh, I don't know. You know, and that was my personal experience with it, is getting people to try new things. And I used to tell my customers or my guests, I'm like, hey, if you don't like it, I'll buy it. I'm not even lying. But before we get to that point, tell me about yourself. Now, some people, you know, especially in my culture, they love spicy food. They're used to it. But then sometimes people in my culture, they understand that they can't have spicy food for whatever healthy condition. So I'd always try to figure out their palate by just getting to know them and knowing that relationship with them. And they sometimes they'd be stuck in their comfort zone. But I know that nine times out of 10, if I was serving another table that was willing to try something different, they'd always look and they'd ask, what's that? What's that over there? And I'm like, oh, that's a uh, chicken marsala. And they're all, oh, what does that taste like? And I said, you know, I'd always like a fisherman cast out the bait and try to reel them in. You know what I mean? You don't, you wait them to nibble on the bait and let's try it. So, and I'd say, well, sir, you ordered the fettuccine Alfredo. Do you want to change your order and try that? He's all, well, I don't know if it really tastes good. I don't know if I, I really want to go for that. But it smells good, doesn't it? So it's, again, me letting them run a little bit, run the line. And then you know, it's like, I'll tell you, the aromas speak for itself, man. If you like the way that it smells when I was walking by, I definitely suggest you try it out. And a lot of times, I'd have to say 80% of the time, these people would change their their order because it's like it looks enticing smells enticing 
And if it smells and looks good, more than likely it's going to taste good. So you got to understand you can't, you're not always going to have assurances. You're not always going to have the trust in, in what you see right off the bat. You know, your gut feeling a lot of times tells you yes or no. Straight, straight out, simple as that. So it's going to move on to my next point. Um, you know, your truth matters, but it may be getting in your way. So like the analogy of, the, of my customer who was stuck in his fettuccine Alfredo disc, you know, there's opportunities out there that seem really freaking scary. And especially with our professions nowadays, just with your finances, if you're always doing the same thing, how do you expect brand new growth to come in? Have you talked a certain way? Oh, well, I hope, I wish, I want to, but there's that big word. But if your truth is talking you out of an opportunity, it may not be the truth. It may not be the facts. You may be missing out on a whole opportunity. Yes, a whole opportunity. So I was talking in my men's group and I came up with a quote and I basically said, one man's truth is another man's lie. You got to figure out the middle yourself. You got to figure out that, you know, in the law, as lawyers, you we can figure out 10 ways to Sunday to twist a word or twist a phrase or position into our favor. And therefore that's why people don't trust lawyers most of the time. And they don't trust the law. They don't trust the courts. So you got to find out the middle. You got to find out, all right, I'm willing to go for this. So that's, that's like really um, something that I feel is like really key in this moment, um, this particular moment of what I'm saying. So um, with that being said, you know, just m make sure your mind is not talking you out of because you're scared or you're afraid. And that's why when the previous episodes of Deficit to Asset, I was told you get a hold of your fear. Get a hold of that emotion. Maybe holding you back too much. Maybe putting you in a position to always be in the deficit. You know? I'll give you a prime example. Okay, so I was looking at my finances and I was looking at my bills and everything. And not too long ago, I was run into a position where um, the work I was doing and contracted to do with a certain business, they didn't pay out. They were delayed in their payout and they made whatever the excuse their payout was. And I wasn't, I was, I wasn't mad initially, you know, because like, okay, it's going to come, it's going to come. And whatever circumstances that they came up with and said, well, we can't pay you right now. But I'm like, but you benefited from the product exchange that I gave you. I can't do the work unless I have the resources in play. No gas, no money. Can't do the work. Sorry. No offense. So... That business was leveraging the asset against me. And then when it when the payment finally did come, it told me, okay, what point do I leverage my own position and my own status to their status? How can I work in the middle? So like I was telling you, one man's truth is another man's lie. You got to find the middle where they're at and where you're at. 
and not giving up too much. And this it really, I think this really can help so many people benefit because I feel that, you know, when you're going for a raise or you're applying for a job and they offer you say like them, like $10 or $7, $2 less than what you're really worth in your expertise and your execution and your ability and your availability. It, it's kind of like a sting like, okay, but see some people are in desperation and they'll just take anything. And that's the most cautious and most dangerous point you need to realize. Realize that this opportunity that you're working on, whatever it may be, whether it be personal finance, getting a job, uh, working on your personal development, whatever, it's very important you understand that you have to come into a bridge kind of a status and working with your truth so that it works for everybody. Because some some people are just straight up ruled by ego and they're like, fuck it. I if if I'm not, if you're not, your situation is not working for me, then I am not doing a damn thing. And sometimes you gotta look beyond, you gotta have what they call foreseeability. And they teach this in law school and they teach this in paralegal studies and anything teaching along. Foreseeability is is it likely to exist beyond doubts you know yeah i could see it really working now a lot of people don't realize that right there is a big deal you know and then then it's going to work into my next point um your personal challenges um my personal challenge right now is with my finances so um, working with deficit to asset has come into my life in a point where i really feel this can be a true benefit and not um, a liability because I'm going through it. And I was like, okay, I was looking at my bills and rationing out. And then I was looking at all, I, this is what I've done lately. I got one of those like a receipt stabs or whatever. It's like a big, long uh, metal stab thing. Um, and I can just put all my receipts there. And what I, what I've done is taken every single uh, receipt that whatever I've spent money, I've not tossed it stabbed it on there the first month i did i I think i spent over 802 dollars on food and entertainment and i was like whoa that's a lot of money and i was looking at my health i was like okay how much of that money did i cook for myself did i really invest in myself did i make something from scratch that didn't taste out of a box because as i'm trying to clean up my health you got to cook that's just the reality. You got to enjoy your food. You got to make sure that it's got real benefits to you. So, you know, it was a personal challenge because I'm having to redesign my diet, redesign how I shop, how I eat, how I sleep, how I exercise and all this stuff. Right. But your personal challenges in finance are kind of like the results of your abundance. So if you have, say, like a poor mindset, you know, I'm never going to be this way, kind of like a victim status, you're really not going to go anywhere. And the way you talk is the way it's it's going to walk. Simple as that. So your personal challenges are there to shape you into becoming a better tool because at the end of the day, we're all being of service. You know, so I was looking at my finances and I was looking at all this stuff and how I spent my money the first month. Now, my expenses went down by $350, 
which is still a pretty big expense for a month on food and entertainment. So 350 from 802 is, is a big deal, you know, and some people spend so much money on groceries, but they don't go out to eat, but they're happier. Told me a lot. So I took it as careful consideration and the next possible month I'm looking to cut my expenses probably by a third of what I've spent because I looked at the spending trends of what groceries cost, um, food supply, uh, making things that I store up so that I can use more than the other, you know, and I was kind of inspired by another podcaster and he was talking about canning and um, having fruits and vegetables for the winter months, for the fall months where you can't find that stuff where it's so damn expensive. So creating cost effective mentality was a big deal. So I was looking at my example and I was like, oh man, fuck, this business deal did not work out the way I wanted it to. They didn't pay again where I saw where it was going to like, so I was like, okay, I went through this lesson already. Preparation is the key. What's going to get me through the next evolution of this? The same lesson coming through in my hands, in my plate. And I just said, okay. So what I ended up doing was, I was like, all right, I'm going to set a little extra money aside for my expense costs, for operational costs, for, for the work and the contracts that I work with. So I did that and the situation leveled out and I felt a lot better. So... You know, if you're not realizing how you're spending your money, you're being an over-consumer and not a producer. So maybe you might leveraging yourself. Maybe you're making more of a deficit by contributing with the mindset and the feelings, just like I was talking about before. Just realize that that may be taking you back. You know what I mean? Taking you back to just repeat, I can't wait till I get paid. I'm stuck. I don't feel like I have anything. I'm broke all the time. Or I'm poor. If you're not investing in yourself for the opportunities to grow more abundance, then you're kind of sinking your own ship. Instead of you burning the boats and making it your own damn way and exploring your own damn way, and not just depending on one source of income that's going to, if they fail, you're in the shitter. I've felt like that. Have you? Have you ever worked for a job and it's like all of a sudden you got a layoff or you got fired or something bad or you got suspended and all that money that you were depending on the next evolution, like to pay your next set of bills, guess what? They're not being paid. Investing in yourself takes hard work. Make that an important asset to you. So instead of watching four hours of television or three hours of television, turn it off. Look, learn about finance. Learn about how money works. There's plenty of resources out there. Go search for your answers. No one's going to tell you how to do it. There's a lot of guys who are saying, hey, I've got the perfect plan for you. No, they've got the perfect plan how they did it. And they're working on a new evolution of how to do it better. Learn from past and create a present. That's my key about that. So I'm going to take a brief little break and I will be right back. Okay, we're back again. Glad you made it this far. So it's coming out to a little bit of a more than 30-minute episode, but we're definitely keeping keeping it going. All right, so this section is called When Shit Hits the Fan. You know, what do you do? 
so when things happen, bad things happen, it all is, you know, our situation is going to change by how we're going to react to it. So when I talked about a deficit to asset two for one and two, um, having that calloused mind when you're going through the thick of things, physically, mentally, spiritually, um, keeping it all together is going to be really determined on you. You know, so we all know that we got downs and lows and pitfalls. They're all designed to get you out of your shell. Just like I was talking about, you know, burn the boats in your comfort zone. They're there. These bad times are meant to really get you out of that situation. They're meant to remind you pain is a reminder that you're still alive. And if you don't feel pain, that's really a dangerous place to be. So just remember, sometimes you just get your, your, your seed is popping out and it's growing and it's trying to get to the surface of things. And no matter what you're facing, like I, I've been facing some things, you know, I'm trying to work through my relationship, you know, with my woman, my kids, um, you know, being the provider, creating a great opportunity, being a podcaster, being a great friend, a leader developing my masculine leadership to being effective in my community, um, in my occupation. It's very, very important, very key. So how I'm going to roll and how I react to things is going to determine the outcome. So remember that formula that I use, I love so much from Jack Canfield, you know, event plus response equals the outcome. How are you going to, do you foresee the outcome you really desire? You know, I've heard so many successful people who have lost their asses off in their business. Straight out. They they've lost, you know, they but the loss is the lessons. The lessons to callous your mind to get stronger to create new growth, you know, for yourself. Say like there's a rock in your way. What if it's like where you live, a neighborhood, you know? It's dangerous. I, I mean, I've seen so many of my friends just tell me about where they, they they live and they grow up. And I remember talking to another podcaster about this. I'm like, oh, if you are never trying to even make an impact of where you're at first, how are you going to go on to a better neighborhood and not take with the experience of what you had in the hood into the good experience of where you, re- you know, a safe neighborhood? Because it's like you can move out of the ghetto. But doesn't mean the ghettos that ever moved out of you. That means your attitude, right? That's a fact. You know, I mean, that's how they explain like the people that have won the lottery and won millions of dollars, and then the next year they're poor again, or not too long after. Everyone is seeking your opportunity. If you got something of value, guess what? Someone's out there to try to take it. That's when the shit hits the fan. It's like when you get disappointed, a family member, a friend, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a, a, a child, you know, your, your kid, they let you down and it's just like it's created more chaos and havoc. But the thing is, it's like, what do you have in place to train you? And I mean train you to get you beyond that, that evolution, that moment, that revolution. You know what I mean? It's, it's very, very important. You got to embrace the chaos and say, oh, this is definitely not a place I want to be in. I definitely do not want to be living like this. Straight up. 
Can't explain it more and better than that. Who wants to live in chaos? Nobody. Who wants to live in the hood? Nobody. But I'm going to flip this on the coin. So I've been watching, obviously, that show Rhythm and Flow, and I'm listening to these rappers talk about their story and their suffering and what they did. But what the gift they got was that the beautiful gift of rapping, being in hip-hop, being in music. They chose, because of that, that, that those tough circumstances, they, they reinvented themselves. They worked on a talent. They knew that somehow they were going to get on stage. Now, maybe they may not have won the contest or whatever, but that doesn't negate how they developed and became who they are. So when you face hard times, and trust me, I not, and I know my words will bite me in the ass if I don't, you know, come correct. But my hard times really make my good times so much sweeter. And that's why I say embrace that good time. Remember it. Write it down in documents. So when you feel like shit and shit hitting the fan, yeah, I totally remember that. You know, because let's face it, rich people work on this one key thing. They don't work from the lack. They may have started from a lack, but they don't stay there mentally. They look, they know that the ingredients to success overall, financially, spiritually, and physically, they know that they had to do some hard work, hammering out them rocks, hammering out that tool of forging it, shaping it. And it was painful at times, but it's also pretty fun. It's like you hear Gary Vee, you know, he was sometimes talking about, oh, you got to enjoy the process. Sometimes more than the reward or the goal. And I, I strongly agree with that. I've had to go through so many things personally in the last few years that it's made me grow up a lot where I needed to. And I'm taking accountability for that, that evolution, that segment. So if you're hearing what I'm saying, look at Every single failure, every hard time, every shitty time, shitty day, and turn it around as best you can. And remember that it's there for a reason because there's always a rough edge. And when you, if you've ever seen, I guess the perfect example I could use right now was I was thinking about, I was watching a documentary on diamonds, right? And if you ever look at a, where diamond comes from, it's like coal. It's got all this hard rock. And it really takes a diamond cutter to really polish it, to um, shave off the rough edges, um, to look for the cracks or the imperfections, you know, how they sell. And that's what, why it becomes so worth, it's worth so much money because it takes so much time to make that rock that was forged or crystal or whatever you want to call it, diamond is. It took so long to forge that thing to become what it is. And that was pressure. So if you ever understood about how a diamond is formed out of coal, volcanic rock, and so forth, it's all that pressure that compressed it so much that it created these, uh, what do they call it, covalent bonds? I remember this from like geology or something like that. It creates these bonds that creates this, from the darkness, absolute clarity. So you got to work with that. You know, and just embrace that, you know, and when something discovers you, like, you know, someone hunting for a diamond or digging for it, there's people around you that will help you become the greatest part of you. But you got to be mindful. You got to protect and you got to be secure in your own image first. 
They say get to know yourself. Getting to know yourself through the hard times and when the shit hits the fan is a big part of the process. Because at the end of the day, when you're a parent and you're teaching, you're trying to teach your kid like, hey, you took a loss. You didn't finish first. You're not at the top time. But what did you learn from this so that you're going to get faster? Like I'm one of my daughter's uh, swim coaches. And I would always tell my daughter, I don't care about the ribbons that you won in the in the dual meets. That don't matter. Because when we swim year-round, it's time. Focus on your time and your stroke and the perfection of it. And, it don't, and I always tell her, size don't matter. Why? And Bella would tell you, Bella's won a couple races and beat kids that were like at least a foot taller than she is. You know? And I would tell her, put the heart into it, the desire, the hunger into it. It's the pressure. Flip it on its head. Let it create something great in you that you know that you got through this. You know, that's the beauty of it all. So when shit hits the fan, there's, I mean, you can't help sometimes when you just feel garbage in the moment, but don't stay there, man. Don't even, don't even pedal into that mud. Look, and it's like, all right, it's there for a reason. It's teaching me. What's the benefit? What's the cost analysis that it's going to make me enriched so the next opportunity that I approach or the next time I face this, I'm going to be a hell of a lot better. That's the key. Notice when you're better. So when you, like I said, when I was telling you, embrace that good feeling, you feel it out and you just got that. And mean people say, and I've had, I've had people, I surround myself with good people. I have excellent mentors right now and I've shed off the people that don't even deserve my time, but doesn't mean I discriminate against them or I judge them. And the people that I've shed off, it's like, I thank them, wish them well on their journey. And I focus on my journey. And with focusing on my journey, I'm looking about how I can be a service to you people. How I can be a better podcaster. So if you're listening to my podcast and this is resonating with you and you're finding it out, you know, there's all kinds of motivational speakers. I'm not looking to be necessarily one in the crowd. I want to be one in the crowd that's celebrated just like all of them. I want to bring a different or maybe just a better thing. And that's why I made, I've been making this deficit to asset. So embrace when you have breakthroughs through your difficult, shitty times. That's going to make the difference. Um, I got to point this person out specifically. I remember not too long ago, uh, Tamika Drake with God's God's gift to his word. Um, I remember a while back I was watching her Instagram. She was like, I don't know if I should be in this place. You know, I don't know. And I encouraged her. I said, hey. Aren't asking questions. You were there. You were meant to be there for a reason. And from that, I watched this woman grow tremendously as a podcaster because she had that doubt and she had the hard times and she was trying to make messages. But I've really watched this person grow tremendously. And I hate to use Trump's word, you know, tremendous, you know, whatever. But let's face it, people, you're going to grow. Embrace the growth. Embrace that beautiful gift and share it with others. Make it happen. You know what I mean? 
Well, that's all the time I have for Good Vibes of Jason B. at Broadmind, some more podcasts. You can find me on Instagram. So I've created an Instagram page, and let me just get right down to that so I can tell you how it works. You can search for me. Let's see. It's lowercase good vibes underscore vibes underscore with underscore Jason underscore B. So you can find me um, on there. Um, I haven't really produced too much material for Instagram, but I am going to be eventually making videos. I am working on the website. So, you know, taken for consideration. Well, thank you all for listening. And I hope you all have a great day. Let me know. Give me some feedback. Got some applause. If you're listening to Spotify, Apple, iTunes, great. Appreciate you. You can also write me at goodvibesjasonb at gmail.com. That's another great place to reach me uh, if you have concerns or you just want to write something out. If you have anchor.fm, you can leave a voicemail. Leave your input. We love you all. Have a great day. Okay, are you still with me? All right, we're working on the next segment. Uh, It's called over-evaluating. Um, I really think this is important because I've definitely struggled with this particular one. Um, over-evaluating is analyzing your shit too much and not working with what you got. You know, um, have you ever created doubt because of what you thought of and you analyzed it and it's like, oh, this ain't going to work. This totally ain't going to work. I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have, you know, I don't have these resources. And I'm going to tell you right now, the difference between the haves and have nots, don't worry about what you don't have because it's, it's good to kind of evaluate what you got, but analyze, but that doesn't mean over criticize yourself. So when you're feeling like shit and you're like, Oh man, I really made a bad decision. I should have spent that $150 on going out to dinner with my whole family. It set me back. So here's where I'm going to encourage you. Take a moment just to kind of say, all right, I spent that $150. It's done. I can't recover it. And I can't take the food out of my mouth and give it back to the people and take the whole experience back. Enjoy the experience. Embrace it. And think to yourself, okay, the next evolution or pay or whatever resources you built for yourself, um, just think, okay, well, I'm, I enjoyed that time. But this time, this segment, this time period, whatever you want to call it, um, take it as like, all right, instead of spending that $150, we're just going to continue as if we are not going to go out to eat. So for these next two weeks or month or whatever, six months it takes, all right, you choose really say, all right, I'm going to sacrifice that time instead of spending that whatever amount of money, whatever that opportunity, set it aside and say, okay. Because you got to feel good about what you did at the end of the day. Because you start analyzing, oh man, I shouldn't have did this. And when I did this and I did that, and it's like a pivot, it's like a tennis match. Boom, 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 boom. You know, you're never going to feel grateful. You're still going to have that poor mindset. So if you're always doing what you've always done, how do you expect to create a new situation? Sometimes our analyzing or over criticizing creates this internal shame that no one else is saying. No one, not, not, not your friends, not your family, not God, whatever. It's you. You're creating that situation. So how do you create great from bad? 
And this is the way I'm going to kind of turn it around. It's the fall season, right? So some parts of the country, it's snowing and raining and whatever. Other parts of the country, it's hot and humid. Another part of the country where I'm in, yeah, it's getting cold, but it's still sunny out, still clear skies, not, nothing, you know, it's not too cold out. Fall is there for a reason. If you understand, if you look at the seasons, they're, they're designed for a purpose. And just like in life, you know, sometimes things just got to die off and you got to prune and you got to trim your tree and you, you got to create new room for growth, hibernation, rely on your resources that you have in place or build some resources so that it's not so hard when spring comes, you're primed to grow a really great fruit of your labor. You know, remember you, you were created whatever, by whatever means you believe in. You're created. You've got, you've made it this far. You've made it past the little seed or the little whatever tadpole that you were. You know, you were created and you've survived all this time. It's a beautiful opportunity. Now, there's hard times. I'm not saying that you're not going to face hard shit. But you got to look. If you've gotten this far all that period of time, look at it. Man, you're amazing. You know what I'm saying? Remember that you're created. So that leads on to my next thing. So um, along with criticizing, yes, we should be um, hard on ourselves, but not too hard or over-analytical. Um, that's when it's the time when you have the good times to really, really hunker down and really take notes and remembering that good time, that good dinner, that good barbecue, that whatever, a bike ride, hike, um, movie, uh, that, that experience. And remember that absolute good feeling because how many of you all can, can symbolize with this and know that your bad times sting so freaking bad. Like they stick out. Like it's like, oh man. It just, it's like if you ever fallen off your bike and you got road rash, and it's like every time you move, it's like, oh, the skin stretches and it's just like, oh, it hurts and it burns. That's like having bad feelings. You're having road rash on your mind. You gotta work past, like, all right. So you gotta think, all right, I gotta put the medicine on it. I gotta clean my wound. It's gonna hurt like a, you know, whatever. And it's like, all right, man, I'm going to clean it off and it's going to heal. And over time it heals, but there's still that scar there. Now, how you connect your emotion to that scar can also determine whether you're blocked or not. But hey, whatever you fell off the bike, you got back up and you're riding a bike again. You have the ability. You got that strength or that talent, whatever it may be. Say like you're you're just a good reader or you're a good numbers guy or woman. Play to those strengths and work them out to carry you through the hard times. You know, it's a very important. Take those talents, realize your talents, write them down because just like you're really proud of something, you gotta be. Even if you may not have much, You've got a talent and someone needs your talent somewhere, somehow, and your strength. Sharpen your tool, make you more useful, make you more valuable. You know what I'm saying? It's very, very important you do that. Because if you don't, 
You're just reacting to everything that comes at you. And it's like you're one of those people, man, I hope my situation gets better. I wish it would get better. I hope maybe someday. It just reminds me like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Okay, Christopher Robin, I guess. You know, you start doing that victimization mode. And you put that in your practice. And then you feel it. Then you live it. And then the people around you, they're affected by it. And then they'd adopt it for themselves. Realize that's an infection. Isolate the infection. Treat the wound or whatever it is, the sickness, and get better. You can do it. You can very much do it. So it's going to... Um, go on to the next segment in just a minute here, but before I do, you know, because so, I want you just, you know, just to think about it, right? Your equity's down. Don't criticize yourself for what you don't have. Just like, hey, you're alive. You got hands and a face and feet and clothes and a roof over your head. And even if you don't have a roof over your head, you've got the ability to go and get it. There is help out there. You got to seek it. Don't give up on your life. You're important. All right, so we're going to take a brief little break, and I'm going to be right back, okay? Okay. 